From the very mobile studios of Over the Top, we're at the uh, oh, convention room of Fairfield Inn in the Dalles at the start-finish area of Race Across Oregon 2017. Um, we're all pretty sleep-deprived, which means this could get kind of fun. And uh, we're here with the overall champions, Ben Larson, Kenneth Philbrick, and uh, congratulations on a great ride. Thanks, George. Thanks. Now, your goal was uh, to beat noon for your finish, and you came in at 28 hours and 57 minutes, which was 11.57 in the morning. <laughs> How do you feel about those three minutes? Where did you gain those? Climbing Tie Ridge. Yeah. On the, on the way back. Short yeah. pulls. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah, we were, yeah. Do, we were doing like 10 minutes, 10 minute, ro- 10 minute rotations, like bam, 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 bam. Because that's a real kind of a sting in the tail of the course. I yep. mean, you come out of Moppin, you've got the climb out of Moppin, you get a really nice descent, and then you've got a five-mile pretty steep little grunt that gets pretty hot. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, it, it kicks you. And, uh, um, but you rotate fast, um, and you just, you just let the power out. I mean, you're, you're that close to the finish, um, and uh, um, it's time to kick some ass. We had a really small field this year, but you were in a really tight race with two other teams. It was fun to watch, and it stayed pretty close all the way till getting to 395 at Ukiah and turning toward Dale. What made the difference in that section, Ben? Um, you know, the, what Kenneth and I say, you know, our plan was that you know REO um, doesn't begin until uh, till night nightfall, and that's when you know you, you ride all day. You know, two hundred mile mark, a little bit, little bit beyond, and then, and then you really want to be ready to turn it on. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, so. it's hot. There's no reason to do too much in the daytime, and a lot of people do. Um, and uh, that's the time where you can really take the knife out and jab it in. Now, you guys are both super competitive. How are you able to hold back even a little bit when you're in some, especially tight racing like that? Um, I mean, I saw you running down riders, but then you'd get past, and it's, I mean, what's that do to your psyche? Were you just like, man, you're playing into our game, or? <laughs> uh, no, you'd like, to, you'd like to think so, but no, I mean, you get, you get pushed, I mean, and it was great having, having uh, two other teams so close, because you, I mean, you're riding harder than, than what you thought you, you know, what you thought you were going to have to No, ride. and that's what, that's how we get our finish time. I mean, yeah. like, if, yeah. if we, if we were just racing racing for time, we would be, it's to probably still be on the course. Um, cause we'd just be soft pedaling the course. But were you aware how close you were to noon? Not, no, <laughs> no, I mean, like, so we, we looked at the time and going into, going into the, um, the Clarno climb, we, that, you know, so we started doing tight rotations up Clarno cause we wanted to make time, but we had no idea how close we were. Um, and then we started looking at it and we, we hit mopping and we're like, and we can do this. So, how about the temperatures this year? I think the high I saw in my car was ninety, which is almost twenty degrees cooler than it often is. Yeah. yeah. No, I mean, so so it was it was warm the first day, and then and then in the middle of the night it was freezing as all get up. So it was in the forties. Yeah. No, and so dropping through, uh, like dropping through Mitchell. Um, I was wearing a fleece and double leggings and cause, cause I was, I was freezing my ass off and I'm going to do <laughs> 50 miles an hour past Mitchell and 
It, George, I, I don't know. You seem to be like soft-hearted this year. You ordered up some really, you know, some kind weather. Well, you had a lot of tailwinds on the ways it, out, which yeah. probably made it feel hotter, though. Yeah, yeah, it was. The I think you know the hottest part was climbing into Condon. I mean, we and we saw low nineties. Yeah. yeah. In the in the car, um, and yeah. up up the canyon out of out of uh, the John Day there. That was. Yeah. It was probably the hottest stretch. Which, I mean, you've got walls on exactly. both sides of the yeah. road, and that's yeah. just kind of an yeah. oven, but yeah. And then uh, I was really worried about headwinds on the way in this morning because the temperatures were lower than normal. I was thinking that winds might be an issue for you, and of course you can be in a car and think, ah, it's not windy at all. What was it like on the bikes? There was some wind on bake oven, um, so it's Yep, there's always. I think they just turned the fans on. And yeah, go. no, no. I, so, like, so we started, and then the, and then everything from um, once we hit the highway, um, highway all the way back here, there was we had wind. Yeah, oh, it was headwind on, on so, 197. Okay. Yeah, as soon as we climbed out of Moffin, um, it was just yeah, it was headwind. So, oh. so arrow bars all the way except for climbing Ty Ridge. Yeah, although <laughs> although although you know, it, it, tucking as well. Yeah. You know. Just, just in the drops. So I mean, I, I found I, I brought an aero bike, but I ended up not riding it most of the time because it's just too aggressive. So um, I could descend faster on a road on a road bike with just cow horns, um, um, and I could out descend people who were riding in aero bars. Yeah. So you two raced two man a couple of times in the past in the mid two thousands. Uh, Kenneth, you then one solo. And uh, Ben kind of went your own ways. You've got a PhD now here at the mm-hmm. Mayo Clinic. Ben, where where are you now? I'm uh, still in Seattle and uh, working um, at an energy efficiency consulting company. Been there almost ten years. So, what was it that brought you back together this year to do the race as a two person team? Which I'm really glad you did. <laughs> so the wind, So I just moved to Minnesota, and I was riding. I just had a goal. I was going to ride you around in, um, and, um, in the middle of the winter, I'm going absolutely crazy. Cause I, I like, it's cold minus 20. Um, I'm, I have cabin fever and I, and I called Ben up and I'm like, we got to do our ale. Like I, I need, <laughs> I need something that's going to get me through the winter. And, and so Ben thought about it for yeah, yeah, no, I thought about it. you know I after after not doing uh, uh, REO and uh, two two man ultras for a while, I thought I would do another one, at, you know, eventually at some point, and I didn't I didn't know when, but yeah, so I thought it over, wanted to make sure I had time to commit to it, and 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 it was yeah, it was a good choice. And I mean, not to get overly insulting here, but you're really pale. <laughs> I see no tan at all on arms, legs. Yeah. I mean, so mostly indoor trainer or were you out a lot? And I mean, you had really cold weather, both yeah. of you throughout the winter. Yeah. Um, not a whole lot of chances to get outside unless you're super bundled up and, and chanced a lot of time on snow and ice. Yeah. No, and the mountains of Minnesota really don't give a lot. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I've been doing a lot of uh, uh, cross country skiing. Oh, you did the last okay. last couple seasons, and so um, that was that was actually that was all of my base training. I trained for this year, mm-hmm. and then I did cycling specific work when the weather finally got a little less rainy in Seattle. Now, how did you train for climbs? Because 
I, you know, I tell people this course has no flat spots and I don't think anybody believes me, but, <laughs> um, you rode the mountains just fine. Well, it was, it was wind, wind training that really ah. was the big thing. So what we don't have in Minnesota and mountains, we make up for in wind and, um, you can punish yourself to no end by riding out in the flat plains and getting just pummeled with wind. Um, and how about you in the cold rain of Seattle? You actually had a number of snow days this year. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. No, that was great. Cause those, you know, those kind of actually turned into ski days mostly. And then, oh. um, um, uh, and then, uh, I've also got to move to a, a house farther away from work. And so I'd sort of built in sort of 45 minute one way commutes to nice to work on training. So now what was your goal coming into the race? I I mean, like, it, it's what I've said every time I've ever done an ultra, it was to finish. Um, and the, um, uh, oh, and, and then, but you can't help but be competitive. Yeah, like Kenneth, uh, the, the goal that we, we set was just, was just to finish. Um, the idea is to have a good time and, uh, and just enjoy I mean, just enjoy the course. I mean, it's, it's so fantastic to be on your bike and to be out with your crew. Um, it's a great, I mean, it's a great opportunity just to, just to ride for, you know, 20, you know, 28, 29, 30, yeah. 36, however many hours. No, so, 28 hours, 57 yeah. minutes. That's less than 29. So come on. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so did you get your money's worth by going so fast? You know, <laughs> There's still what? Uh, well, you got, got, you got another ten hours, no, twenty see, hours to go. We got a little <laughs> farther for, in the middle, in the first day, so we got to see more, which was kind of cool. Oh, that's a good point. Yeah, because yeah. you do kind of ride through the the most beautiful scenery at night, which is along three ninety five. Yeah, yeah. Um, that is a really pretty part of the course. But when did the sun come up for you guys? Uh, it, just when we hit Service Creek, we started. It's, it started to change, and then we didn't really get sun until we were probably on Clarno um, or coming through Fossil. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the climbing, climbing out of Fossil, we got yeah. we got sunrise, yeah. but we were able to see um, yeah. climbing out of Service Creek, which is really good because the wind does die at night, yeah, usually, mm-hmm. and uh, it also keeps the temperatures down. So you were able to do Keys Creek and all of that during the cool. Yes, and yeah. even get onto Clarno when it, I mean the heat wasn't coming up yet. No. No, that was actually, that was really nice. We were really happy that we were there so early. No, so, I, I mean, the thing I always think about ultra, right, is that I've, I've been fortunate to be really fast, but there's a lot of guys who go out who will be out tonight till like 48 hours um, or whatever the maximum time is for them. And they, uh, um, and good Lord, it's harder for them. I mean, like, and it's, it's totally impressive. I think regardless of how you finish um, at, at an ultra, you should just feel totally pumped because um, some of the hardest racing you can do is to to drive yourself to go, you know, there'll be people who go through the second night um, and that's hats off to them. I mean, that's really impressive. So relays versus solo, relays fun. I mean, mm-hmm. two person is hard. I love that division, um, but it's still ultra. Mm-hmm. And so... How do you guys, I mean, you've raced two-person a lot. Yeah. And I guess I'm leading up to, you know, we're going to see you again next year, of course, right? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you can't miss Ariel. It, it, 
I mean, it, I, it's the perfect ultra. Um, it's not in an absolutely beautiful area. Um, um, uh, and, uh, incredibly challenging course. So, yeah, we do try to, to keep you in areas where there are no cars and we're looking to do a cross state for next year's 20th anniversary. This was the 20th edition, but we started at 98. So next year's the anniversary ride. So we're already working on getting a, a cross state route permitted. That's around 600 miles. So Southeast Oregon to Northeast Oregon. George Diagonal cross. Yeah, but it's true, true George Thomas fast. Not, 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 you know, not the shortest direct route. No, no, no. Across the whole Shortest state. direct route has traffic. Yeah. Good. So, well, yeah, avoid it. Avoid it. I, I'm even looking at possible gravel stretches, which I think would be a lot of fun. Yeah. Get you guys out on your fat bikes. Right. Yeah. Great. So yeah. good experience this year. Any low points that you had? You always look pretty pumped when we went by you. So you're either good actors or no, I mean like it was, it was like when you have a great, it's one, one of these things. I mean, I've had great races and I've had bad races and we, at least up speaking for myself, I had a great race. Um, it was just you, road, road tempo. Um, we had great competition, beautiful course. I mean, you can't ask for more. Yeah. And I mean, you always go through you know, bad patches you know, you kind of tired or you maybe get a little ornery or, or your stomach's slightly, slightly gurgling at you or something. But every time, um, uh, I got out to do a pull, I was excited. I mean, I, I wanted to be on the bike. It was, I mean, it, it was, it was, yeah, it was a super great experience. So what was your typical pull distance? It, not when you were doing the short pulls, obviously, but I mean, were you kind of looking at 20 to 30 minutes? Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. That's, that's exactly it. Yeah. Well, it's great visiting with you. Um, you've had a chance to clean up, which is always nice. It's the first time I've had a shower before the first riders came in. <laughs> so uh, I want you to get a good rest, and we'll see you at tomorrow's breakfast. Absolutely. Yeah. All right. Thanks very much. Congratulations to the team. Ben Larson, Kenneth Philbert. Great ride. Thanks, George. Thanks. ACAST powers some of the world's best podcasts. Here's a show we recommend. I'm Meredith Masony. And I'm Tiffany Jenkins. We're the hosts of Take It or Leave It, a podcast where we discuss all things marriage, motherhood, and everything in between. Join us every week where we sit down and talk about parenting, even though we don't really know what we're talking about. We have guests, we take your calls, and we get weird. Tiffany and I are just like you. We are two struggling moms who have no idea what we're doing. Join us on Take It or Leave It, an advice-ish podcast for parents. ACAST, A-cast, A-cast, A-cast recommends. recommends.